Today's guest on Reboot is Noah St. John. Noah is the author of 15 books, including Power Habits and Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. Noah St. John is known as the Power Habits Mentor and is famous for helping entrepreneurs get rid of their head trash and make more money. Noah is the only author in history to have works published by Hay House, HarperCollins, Simon & Schuster, Mind Valley, Nightingale Conant, and The Chicken Soup for the Soul Publisher. He also appears frequently in the news worldwide, including ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Parade Magazine, Entrepreneur.com, and The Huffington Post. You can get Noah's new book, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money, free at www.freeheadtrashbook.com. I like that. Welcome, Noah St. John. Hey, this is Tim Stewart, Coach Papa. Hindsight is always 2020, and guess what? This year is 2020. It's uh, it's the year of looking back to move forward. Uh, the reboot process, if you've been around for a little bit, you know, but I'm going to just run through it real briefly. The R in reboot is about recognizing the need to make some changes in your life. The E is about educating yourself not only on how to make those changes, but who can help you make them. No major change can be made in your life without a, a mentor, coach, accountability person in your world. Uh, the B is about updating your belief system. Do you believe in what you're doing? The first O, and this is what we're going to focus on today, is updating that mental operating system. Uh, we've got Noah St. John in today, and he's uh, he's done some great work in this area. Uh, the second O is orchestrate your life. Stop letting life orchestrate you, and the T in reboot is about testing. What are the metrics that tell you are these changes taking effect or do we need to adjust? So as we get into the reboot, one of the guys in my life that has helped me reprogram and, and you know just get my life in a, a more positive uh, state of mind is Noah St. John. Uh, Noah is the author of uh, several books. The first book that I personally read was The Secret Code of Success. Uh, in The Secret Code of Success, he put a uh, this uh, this affirmation thought, that's A-F-F-O-R, affirmation thought into my mind uh, so strong that I had to call him. And we have uh, we became friends over the uh, the last couple of years. Uh, Noah was on a radio station, two ball guys and a microphone uh, about two years ago. And today I've got the man, Noah St. John, with me today. So good morning, Noah. How are you? I'm great, Tim. Great to be here with you again today. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I just stay in touch with you because you've got such a beautiful wife, Babette. I mean, she's mm-hmm. just amazing. And mm-hmm. I, I know that was one of your biggest successes, uh, you know, mm-hmm. as you were going through and I did read your story. Uh, but let's uh, let's just start out a little bit about, if you would just, you know, give the, 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 the brief intro uh, of, of where, what brought you to... Um, writing the book of affirmations what brought you to the success clinic and you know how you got from there to there from here to there yeah absolutely absolutely you know I, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood and I know that's a total cliche but it's totally true I I grew up in a small town called Kenny Buckport Maine which just happens to be one of the wealthiest communities in New England but my family was dirt poor and I mean that literally because we lived at the bottom of a dirt road in a drafty unfinished house that my parents ended up losing the foreclosure so 
From a very young age, I was painfully exposed to the gap, the chasm between the haves and the have-nots. The haves was everyone else in the community. The have-nots was my family. So, you know, um, you hear speakers all the time. They get up on stage and they say, well, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't even know we were poor. And I'm like, well, in my family, we freaking knew we were poor because my mother reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So it wasn't happy. It sucked. I hated that life of poverty and fear and lack and not enough. That's what I grew up with in my family. But right down the street, I saw that there was great wealth and abundance. So I really wanted to have a better life. And, you know, people say that I'm probably the nerdiest nerd in the industry, meaning the business and personal growth industry. And what, what I, I take that as a compliment because, you know, I, I, what I mean by that is I, when, I, when there's a problem, when there's an issue that I need to solve, that, that I just have to get in there and solve it. I have to get down on a molecular level until I solve it. And that's what I, even as a young kid, that's what I did. I started reading books on self-help, personal growth, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Stephen Covey, all the classics, you know, to really try and have a better life. But I really, I couldn't seem to get it to work. I was very frustrated. And at the age of 25, I was very depressed. I decided to take my own life. Uh, I decided to commit suicide one day when I was 25 years old. And, you know, I tell that story in my books, like uh, my new book uh, called Get, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money and Power Habits and, you know, my other books. But... Basically, uh, at the last moment, my life was spared, and um, I didn't know why, but I decided to devote the rest of my life to serving God and serving humanity as best I could while I was still here on the earth. The only problem was I still didn't know I was here on the earth. So I went on another long journey, this one more of a spiritual journey, and I started reading books by the, you know, the spiritual thinkers of our time, Ernest Holmes, Marianne Williamson, um, Deepak Chopra, and, place, and you know, authors like that. And then you know, in 1997, I had two epiphanies that really changed my life, and I decided to start my company, SuccessClinic.com, in 1997 in my college dorm room with $800 and a book on how to do HTML. So I literally started, un unknowingly, uh, I started one of the original uh, business and personal growth websites on the Internet. And since that time, in 1997, you know, now more than two decades later, we've helped our coaching clients add over $2.7 billion in sales. That means we've helped our coaching clients, people like the, the folks listening to this program, add six figures, multiple six, seven and yes, even eight figures to their business, all while working less using my uh, power habits methodologies. And so it's really been a, a, a pretty amazing journey. And, uh, you know, it's very, it's very humbling to see the success stories that we've been able to get for our clients. You know, I, uh, when I got to the secret code of success, you kind of pulled a, a fast one on me because you gave me the answer in the middle of the book. <clears throat> I, I, I was, you know, used to getting through the whole book and then you get to the end and they give you everything and right there in the middle you had the uh the, that the affirmations the empowering question and mm -hmm. i went wow because i've i've not only read i think everything that you mentioned i'm also personal friends with one of the greatest in the industry zig ziglar we lost Zig a few years ago but his son tom and julie mm -hmm. are still good friends As a matter of fact on june 8th i'll be speaking in the ziglar offices mm -hmm. down in dallas texas uh, but what you did with this empowering question is gave me the answer to make all of this other stuff work. Uh -huh. uh, that mm -hmm. was the, the one piece, you know, growing up on a farm, we had that. Uh, during the wintertime, there wasn't a lot to do in western Nebraska, so we would put jigsaw puzzles together. And, you know, and there'd always be this kind of clamor at the end from the jigsaw puzzles coming together of who got to put the last piece in. <laughs> well, one day we got all done and there's a piece missing and we're like, oh man, you know, you can't have a jigsaw puzzle missing a piece. Well, my grandmother, 
reached in her pocket, put out the last piece, and put it in with a big <laughs> smile on her face. And I'm like, Grandma, what are you doing? Well, that started a new tradition. Whenever mm-hmm. we would put a jigsaw puzzle together, everybody would take one random piece and put it away, put it in a pocket, put it on a shelf, put it somewhere so that when everything else was together, everybody would grab the last piece and put it in together. One particular Sunday, we were cutting it was a 1,500-piece jigsaw puzzle. We're not talking about, you know, your your granddaughter's USA uh, puzzle. And we, we all went and got our piece, and we put it in, and there's still one piece missing. And we're like, Grandma? And she says, not me. And that puzzle sat there for about a week with that one piece missing. And then the next Sunday, everyone was over, Uncle Floyd and, and Roger and the whole clan was was out for, for dinner on Sunday. And uh, Mom is getting ready to put the jigsaw puzzle, because what good is a jigsaw puzzle with one piece missing? That was our art, by the way. When we got done with it, we would lacquer them and hang them up. So our jigsaw puzzles were all hanging up all over the farm or in somebody's house. Well, as she's brushing off the top of the jigsaw puzzle, she found that missing piece. It was perfectly camouflaged right on top of the puzzle. It was right there in front of us the whole time. She screamed like she had just won the lottery, right? And it was like, oh, that missing piece, it's right here. And everybody came together. We made a big deal about putting in that missing piece. I tell that story because empowering questions were the missing piece for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I work with my individual clients, you know, and I, I talk about that, and I'd like you to just address this a little bit, is the empowering question that the definition, you know, is a restating your goals into a question is if you've already achieved the goal, the empowering question immediately changes your thought processes from negative to positive. If you could mm-hmm. go in just a little bit where that came from and, and why it works so well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it really is, uh, you know, one of the things that people uh, ask me about the most, and, and I get so many cards and letters and emails and people writing me on social media saying that this one, uh, this one method, this one formula, this one system that I uh, created, you know, more than 20 years ago has literally helped them to change their lives in very, very powerful ways. Uh, and so this is my method called the affirmations method. Now, of course, everybody listening to this program knows what an affirmation is. We've all heard of that. We've all read that. You know, an affirmation is a statement of something you want to be true. So like a classic, one of the things like at my live events, I have a live event called Freedom Lifestyle Experience where I teach people how to master their inner game and outer game in, in two transformational days. It's really powerful. Or whether I'm doing keynote speeches, you know, I'm speaking at entrepreneurial conferences or colleges, universities, real estate, network marketing. You know, I, I, do, get, I do get to speak uh, all over the world now. And, you know, one of the things I love to do is have people stand up. I'll have my audience stand up and I say, okay, we're going to use a traditional affirmation, right? Everybody say, I am rich. And everybody goes, I am rich. And then you know what happens next? Everybody starts laughing. And I go, what are you laughing at? And they say, well, I'm not rich. And I go, but you just said you were. And they go, yeah, but I don't believe it. See, now that's the problem with the traditional affirmations method, what all those gurus taught us, is that we say these uh, empowering, we say these positive statements, but we just don't believe it. And so that's what, that was the case for me, too. You know, I, I had been using these statements, doing everything the book said, but yet I didn't believe it. You know, I'm saying, I'm happy, I'm rich, I'm successful. No, I'm not. I'm unhappy, I'm broken, I'm miserable. You know, so it was very frustrating. So one morning in April 1997, I was in the shower thinking about all this. In my books and in my programs, I call it the shower that changed everything. Uh, because, you know, you have those aha moments in the shower. 
Well, in this particular shower, I was thinking about this very point. How come I've been saying these statements, doing everything the book said, and I'm still not seeing any results? So I, I said, there's got to be something they're not telling us. What are they not telling us? What's missing? And so I started to think about, well, we're talking about beliefs. But what is a belief? A belief is just a thought. What, what is thought? And the more that I thought about that question, I realized that human thought is the process of asking and searching for answers to questions, not statements. So I said, now, wait a second. If the human mind is automatically searching for answers to questions, why are we going around making statements we don't believe? Why don't we just cut out the middleman? And I said, I don't know. What would that look like? Well, let's see. you got the statement or affirmation, I am rich, which your brain says, yeah, right. You know, in my, in my books, and my programs, I call it the yeah, right response, because that's literally what your brain says. Your brain says, yeah, right. So then I said, well, if that's the statement, what would the question be? And then I said, why am I so rich? Why am I so rich? Now, when you ask that question, what immediately starts to happen in your brain? You start to search for the answer. So I said, well, wait a minute. What are we talking about? We're talking about the law of sowing and reaping. As you sow, so shall you reap. This is nothing new. It's been taught for centuries. But what are we sowing? We're sowing seeds of thought. And yet, what are most people doing? Sowing lousy thought seeds. Why am I so stupid? Why am I so fat? Why can't I lose weight? Why isn't my business growing? Why can't I get more clients or customers or patients? Why is there more month left at the end of the money? And when you ask lousy questions, what do you get? You get lousy answers, right? And that creates a lousy life. So I said, wait, wait a minute. What if instead of asking lousy questions that lead to lousy answers, create a lousy life? What if we just flip the whole thing on its head and start asking empowering questions that lead to phenomenal answers and create a wonderful life? And as I was standing there in the shower, April 1997, I said, holy cow, I think I just invented something. And so I had to give it a name, and the name that I gave it was Affirmations, A-F-F. O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S, Affirmations, and you can all go to Affirmations.com and actually learn more about my Affirmations method, my Affirmation system. And so I was so excited, you know, I literally jumped out of the shower, I, I ran to my computer, I wrote it down, and I said, wow, this could really help a lot of people, this could really make a big difference for people. And then six months later, I was uh, in a seminar, and I actually had the second epiphany in 1997 that changed my life when I discovered what I now call, or what I, what I named a condition that causes people to hold themselves back from the success they're capable of called success anorexia. And that was when I, after that, is when I published my first book called Permission to Succeed. And since that time now, I've published uh, 15 books that have been translated into 18 languages. And now, in fact, I'm the only author in history that's been, had works published by Hay House, HarperCollins, Simon & Schuster, Mind Valley. Nightingale Conan and the Chicken Soup for the Soul Publisher. So, you know, a lot of people come to me to help them get their books published. And what this means for everyone listening is that, you know, now using my affirmations method, you can literally change the questions you're asking, uh, change your habits, change your results, and thereby change your life. Yeah, the only aha moment I have in the shower is that I need to lose a little weight. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, we can address that as well with the uh, with the right <laughs> questions. Uh, but when you you first got this together, you first started writing. You happened to run into the to Jack Canfield, uh, mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about that experience and, and where that that led. Well, when I uh, when I published my first book. 
back in 1997, 98. Uh, it was a self-published book, and this was long before Kindle and Amazon, print-on-demand, all the things we have today. So it was literally, I walked out in my local copy shop, and I said, how do you print a book? And they said, well, you can you know, do this, this, and this. And I said, well, I don't have any money. What's the cheapest way you got? I said, well, they said, well, you can, it's called tape bound. That means bound with a piece of tape, tape bound. And I go, okay, if that's the cheapest, I'll do that. So I literally self-published a book called Permission to Succeed. It was the ugliest thing you've ever seen. Uh, and, but I'm like, I actually started selling it on my website on successclinic.com all those years ago and people were buying it, uh, you know, literally from around the world. So I started getting all these, um, you know, notes and letters and emails. And uh, there was no social media back then. So just people would write to me and say that, you know, my, my work changed their lives. And so I had lots of testimonials and case studies even way back then over 20 years ago. So then I happened to see that Jack Canfield was going to be in town winning an award. And he, I happened to know the person that was in charge of that. And so I asked him if he would introduce me and he introduced me to Jack Canfield. And Mr. Canfield was very gracious, very nice. He took one look at my book called Permission to Succeed. It was the ugliest thing you've ever seen. But he saw that there were all these testimonials, all these case studies of people that, you know, this work had already changed their lives. He says, yeah, this looks good. I'll send it to my publisher. And sure enough, eight weeks later, the president of the Chicken Soup for the Soul company called me and said, hey, Noah, we'd like to publish your book. So that's really how it all uh, started. And so, you know, I definitely have Jack Canfield to thank for, for discovering me all those years ago. Well, that was, uh, you know, I've been, well, it was, uh, I, I'd read The Secret Code of Success. I went on LinkedIn. I found you on LinkedIn. And when mm -hmm. I sent you a, a LinkedIn connection request, you accepted it. At the bottom of it, you had your your you had your phone number in there. So I, I called you and I got your voice message. And hey, this is Tim Stewart. I read your book, The Secret Code of Success. And uh, I, I'd like to have a conversation with you because when something moves me the way your book did, I, I like to go straight to the source. Um, you didn't call me back right away, Noah, and I was I was hurt uh, deeply. <laughs> and uh, I left another message maybe a week later. But then I went and sent you a, a, a LinkedIn message with, and, it, and all it said was, why is it so easy to call Tim Stewart? <laughs> and I put my phone number behind there. I remember mm -hmm. I was driving to a networking meeting in Crystal Lake, Illinois. I was stuck behind the train, uh, a, a freight train. So I'd been there for about four or five minutes when I, I did that. And I said, why is it so easy to call Tim Stewart? I hit enter and in about 30 seconds my phone rang and <laughs> we had our first conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember it after, well. Shortly after that you were coming to Illinois to, to speak out at uh, somewhere by Lake Forest and uh, mm -hmm. you invited me to the talk and then you, you invited me out to dinner with you and, and your lovely wife Babette mm -hmm. at a little uh, Italian place mm -hmm. which lasted about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I, I was just so in, impressed on that and I, I think I've, I've read pretty much um, everything you've written I've, I've followed you on LinkedIn like you've been on our radio show I believe in what you do uh, last week I called to invite you onto the podcast mm -hmm. and I talked a little bit about the reboot program and when I got into the, the education part uh, I, I made a statement that uh, you know you can't read the ingredients from inside the bottle and you can't see your life while you're living it mm -hmm. and you immediately said so Tim who's your coach 
and sitting here as a, a life and business coach with with several clients I felt a, a little bit like a hypocrite because I've been following you you've been my coach I just mm -hmm. we just weren't having conversations I was you know I I, I, Glenn, I could I could get on stage and share every one of your stories Mm -hmm. from the zip line tour to the uh, <laughs> you know, everything but on, on that day it really sank into me that I, I, I need this personally for me uh, so mm -hmm. we're having our first session after our, our discussion here today and I'm looking mm -hmm. so forward to it because I've been I've, I've been so close but I, I just don't mm -hmm. quite get there and I, you know, I talked about the missing piece a couple of minutes ago, and uh, you know, as, as you and I talked, I've been growing, and you know, this is my this past year, 2019. I had 72 uh, paid speaking engagements. It was my best, uh, my best year of, of mm. speaking. But I didn't make anywhere near what I should have made for that. Mm. And as I look at your quadrant in the uh, in the Power Habits book. Um, it's it's been more like a, a a hobby program because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm just not making the money that I I deserve to get there. And mm -hmm. so as, as you and I talked the other day, getting that breakthrough, getting getting unstuck in certain things, you call it head trash. And and, and mm -hmm. if you're listening to the podcast and you want to get that book, freeheadtrashbook.com, uh, will will take you there. Uh, what the, uh, when I when I talk about relationships, I, I, I talk about the power of the core relationship, and I say, you know, I'm walking out the door today, and I'm going to go close a million dollar deal, and uh, you know, the, the guy doesn't know it yet, but this is our fourth meeting. He's writing the check today. I believe, you know, I'm there. I'm confident. I'm going to go close this. Why is it so easy to close this account, mm -hmm. right? And I turn around, and I look at my wife, and I said, honey, go out and buy a new dress. Buy, buy a purse that matches your shoes. Go all out because, man, I'm closing this big account today. And she looks back at me, and she says, you're not wearing those shoes with those pants, are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing these shoes. These are my favorite shoes. Why are you doing this to me? i got to go close this account. And I would slam the door behind me. Then I look down and see that I have my house shoes on. Now, at this moment, I have three choices. My first choice is I can open that door, go right back in and say, honey, thank you so much for having my back. This is amazing. You're such a great partner in life. How many guys are going to do that? Not many. The second choice is I can stop at Kohl's on the way into the meeting because Kohl's always has something on sale. I'm going to save $75 on that <laughs> pair of shoes that matches the pants I'm wearing. But now I can never wear those shoes back home because the second I wear them back in the door, my wife will know she was right, and I can't have that. So from this point on, I have to wear my house shoes out because they're my favorite shoes. I have to change shoes in the car, go to my meeting, get back in, change back to my house shoes. Oh, and first we practice to deceive, right? Or my third choice, I go into the meeting with all this head trash floating around. As I'm walking into the meeting, I walk in, and you know, I'm like, you're not going to invest in me today because I wore my house shoes, you know? I, I, I can't believe my wife was right. Why does she always have to be right? I, you know, I hate that one. And I got all this garbage rolling around in my head when I should be focused on serving this new client. So in your free head trash book, what do you focus What's one secret people could say to start getting rid of the head trash? 
Well, you know, one of the things that people need to understand is what is head trash. You know, that's one of the things that I cover in, you know, my book, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. And, and as you mentioned, you know, your listeners can go to freeheadtrashbook.com. Freeheadtrashbook.com, very easy to remember, and actually get a copy for free. Just cover the shipping. Well, you know, so one of the things people need to understand is, well, what is head trash? Head trash, the way that I've been teaching it for the last 20 years, is really your head trash is the voice in your head that says, I can't do it because dot, 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 and then you just fill in the blank. Uh, you fill in the blank of, I can't do it because, well, I'm too old. I can't do it because I've made too many mistakes. I can't do it because I don't have the money. I can't do it because I don't have the time. I can't do it because I don't have the right connections or whatever it might be. But here's the thing I want everyone listening to realize, you always make yourself right. See, you, we humans have an almost infinite capacity to make ourselves right. I mean, you just you just exemplified that with your story, Tim, that you just shared. But, you know, I always say, if you don't believe me, uh, put a Democrat and a Republican in the same room and have them watch a political speech and see what happens, right? They don't, they're not listening to the same speech. They are, but they're not, right? They don't hear it the same way. That whoever's talking is saying words, but that, you know, the people listening don't hear it. They hear themselves. And so that's the point. We humans have an inc- infinite capacity to make ourselves right, but this is one area you know, friends, everyone listening, that you don't want to be right. You don't want to be right when you say to yourself, well, I can't do it because. So this is one of the big things that you need to do. And everyone can start doing this right now. Is literally start, when you start looking at what you want in your life, let's say you want to grow your business, you want to hire a coach, you want to uh, make more money, you want to lose weight, you want to find love, you know, whatever it might be. And then you say, well, but I can't do it because. I want you to catch yourself doing that, and then, you know, you've got to, of course, follow my system to get rid of your head trash, but the first step of any transformation is awareness. If you're not even aware you're thinking it, then, of course, you can't change it. So the first step of any transformation is awareness. And that's why, you know, we always say this, that, you know, we, we really believe and we teach, you know, in continuous learning, because if you're not learning, you're not earning. And so, you know, whether it's reading books, whether it's working with a coach, whether it's going to live events, I mean, whatever you need to do, you need to keep learning because if you stop learning, you stop earning. And, you know, that's why, you know, the world's most successful people are continuous learners as well as continuous earners. I was in Grapevine, Texas in in January, and I was uh, doing just a brief overview of my reboot talk. And when I got to the point of talking on self-talk, I have a setup earlier in my presentation that really, you know, comes back and makes this portion powerful. Well, as I was coming into that area, in my mind, I remembered that I didn't do the setup for the self-talk. And so my self-talk then began, became, you dummy, why didn't you tell them this? Because now they're not going to get that. Mm-hmm. So as I was getting ready to go into my talk on, on positive self-talk, I was talking to myself in a negative <laughs> manner. But what you just said, and it's why the R is the first part of the reboot, once you recognize it, you can fix it. Mm-hmm. But the only way you're going to recognize it, it's it's going to come from outside. It's going to come from some event. It, you know, the alcoholic mm-hmm. when he hits rock bottom, the jerk when he doesn't have any friends, uh, you know, the the, the hev- heavy, unhealthy lifestyle person who has that cardiac event or is diagnosed with diabetes. You know, when, when those things happen, all of a sudden we find a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to wait? Why do we have to wait until it's, almost too late what is it in our mental programming that stops us well it's what i just said we we humans have an infinite capacity to make ourselves right which means the flip side of that coin of course is we hate admitting that we're wrong 
I mean, it's very, very, very hard for most people to admit that they're wrong. And what's ironic about that is even when it's something you don't want, <laughs> and that's what's so hilarious about humans. One of the things that's very funny about human behavior, and I've been studying human behavior for you know more than 40 years now, and I you just basically have to laugh sometimes because you go, my God, we're crazy, you know. But um, it's how just, did we ever it, make it this far? I, I say that all the time. How the heck are we still here? Because. Good God, it's just hilarious. But I mean, that's really it. It's just it's hard to admit when you're because the point is you. It's that uh, it's that whole thing about decisions, right? We make decisions based on the best information that we have at the time. And so when you are doing something, you tend to keep doing it, and you tend to justify why you're doing it, even if it's not creating the results you want. It's so insane. So again, we're just inviting you here today for everyone listening. Go to freeheadtrashbook.com. Get the book. Get rid of your head trash about money because you may. By the way, the subtitle is "How to Avoid the Three Big Money Mistakes Even Smart People Make." And I know everyone listening to this program is very smart, but nevertheless, you may be making one or more of these mistakes without even realizing it. So we just want you to go to freeheadtrashbook.com. Get your book right now because you know you don't need to keep making these mistakes anymore. Because, and you know, but remember, the first step of any transformation is awareness, and the first step of that is to admit that there might be something wrong. There might be something better that you could do than what you're doing right now. I I could be responsible for being where I'm at today.、Mm. Uh, you know, I could. My gosh, I could talk to you for hours and, and, and <laughs> not end on this. But we're、uh, we're coming up to that 30 minute mark on.、Uh, on mm-hmm. It feels like we just started. That that term flow. When you're moving in an area, <laughs>、uh, you you achieve that that flow. I, I, I'm here to tell you, folks. You're Noah St. John. Now, if there's a little dash in there, and you can tell him you heard it on the Reboot podcast, you know, let him know where you found out about Noah St. John, and、uh, and, and just let him know we're going to be we're going to be working together. I you know I become a、um, a member of the Power Habits Academy. And I'm I'm looking at a, a slide that says focus on what causes money and happiness, and you'll have more of both. There's there's so many things I will tell you. I've had、uh, actually one of my successes,、uh, early on successes, is in the book of affirmations、uh, about my lady with her her smoking. But you're just going to have to get the book and read it because we don't have time to share that story today.、Uh, any last、uh, bit of you know. Amazing secret that is going to guide people to NoahStJohn.com or to the FreeHeadTrashBook.com or Affirmations.com. What is going to help people find a little bit more of Noah in their life? Well, it really comes down to five words that I discovered many, many years ago that really changed my life, and that is give yourself permission to succeed. Give yourself permission to succeed because when you give yourself permission to succeed, you actually give others that same permission. And through the butterfly effect, that is really what's going to help change the world at a time the world really, really needs help. So,、uh, you know, as Tim just stated, make sure you go to、uh, freeheadtrashbook.com, get your free book,、uh, and also affirmations.com to learn more about my affirmation system. 
My my granddaughter and I have had this this argument all our life. I don't believe there are any butterflies because I've never seen butterfly,、uh, but they do flutter by. So I I call them flutter bys. So it's the, the flutter by.、Uh, one last quick story for you all out there. This this fellow's coming up to a,、uh, a stoplight. It's yellow. He had plenty of time、uh, to go through it, but decided he should stop because the light was yellow. So. As he did, the lady behind him thought he was going to go through it, and she had accelerated. So when he stopped, she slammed on her brakes. She almost hit him, missed him by like a quarter inch. She's slamming the steering wheel and the dashboard with both hands. She flips him off. She's swearing at him. There's a knock on the window, and she looks up, and there's a police officer. Man says, he says, "Man, step out of your car, please." Puts her in handcuffs, takes her down, puts her in a holding area. He comes down about two hours later. Says, "Ma'am, I have to apologize." He said, "But I witnessed what happened. I saw your antics. I heard words coming out of your mouth. I haven't even heard in a number of years. And when I saw that that Jesus loves you bumper sticker and that keep Christ in Christmas magnet, I just figured this car had to be stolen." <laughs> Very nice. I got to ask you out there: Are you living the life you're supposed to be living? Or are you trying to live somebody else's life? If you'll, you know, focus a little bit on what Noah St. John has to say,、uh, wherever you get it, secret code of success, permission to succeed, the book of affirmations, freehabtrashbook.com,、uh, wherever it is, you're going to find a little bit more of your life and get to live your life. This isn't dress rehearsal. You only have one shot at this thing called life. Let's do it right. This is Tim Stewart. I am Coach Papa, and I do approve this message. God bless. Travel safe. Make this your best day yet.